Hello, and welcome to This Speech Life, a weekly audio course and podcast from SpeechTherapyPD.com, exploring all things related to school-based SLP practice. I'm your host, Caitlin Lopez, MSCCC SLP, a pediatric SLP with 10 years experience in the school setting. Each week, we will cover three need-to-know aspects of that episode topic, two resources related to the topic, and one actionable strategy for tomorrow. everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of This Speech Life, the one entitled, the one about beatboxing. I am so excited to have Garrett Oyama here with us today, but before we jump in, just a few housekeeping items. If you are taking the course for life credit, just a reminder to log into your course portal and access all modules within the course portal and complete the one entitled quiz by the end of today to get your live credit. And then if you have any questions for Garrett today, please pop them either into the chat or the Q&A box, and I will make sure to ask him at the appropriate time. All right, before we begin, I am going to read our financial disclosures. I am Caitlin Lopez, the host of This Speech Life, and I do receive compensation for this episode from speechtherapypd.com. I have no relevant non-financial relationships to report. Garrett receives an honorarium from speechtherapypd.com for this episode, and he has no relevant non-financial relationships to report. All right. I am so excited to have Garrett with us today. We were talking briefly just before the podcast episode about how excited I am to talk about something that's really fun therapy related, but I think it is going to be such a great tool to add to our toolbox. Garrett is a speech language pathologist, musician, and research coordinator based in California with a multidisciplinary background in music, speech, technology, and cognitive science. Graduating from Emerson College in 2015, he's given presentations on various language topics at school districts, along with the American Speech Language and Hearing Association Conference in 2018. He's also a touring music professional and has toured internationally in several countries. Given his multidisciplinary background, he is passionate about how concepts and technologies from other fields, such as beatboxing, can be repurposed for the use of treatments for communication disorders. Garrett, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course, so excited to be here. Thank you, Caitlin. Awesome. So let's just jump right into it. What are three things that SLPs need to know about beatboxing? All right. The three things. What do SLPs need to know? Well, I think number one is that one of the problems that we see in our field today, or at least for me, I was working in the schools for like six years and just the kind of the attention span of kids you know, especially being, you know, our attention being hijacked by devices, by social media, by all of these, like this really engaging content that's going on, kids being allowed to kind of have unfettered access to devices all the time. One thing that was difficult was really to get a kid's attention. You know, it was so hard to, number one, get a lot of my kids to sit at the table And then number two, to like work on anything that wasn't fun. You know, if it was a flashcard, kids would be running out of the room. So I think one is that beatboxing, it's a really motivating tool and it's really fun. Most kids love music and love to make a beat and I also have 
having kids just like singing or trying to tap on something on on the table anyway. <laughs> so I think one thing is that it's a really good way to get kids to the table and it's a really good way to get kids attention. And another thing is that, you know, it's way easier than you think. Maybe you aren't a hip hop fan, maybe you can't sing and that's fine. None of that matters because it's, it's really easy to do. And, you know, I think at the same time, if your kids like it, it's important as well for, I think, for SLPs to be able to step outside of their comfort zone and grow. And I think for me, even, I just wanted to do the few things that I wanted, you know, that I knew how to do. I came out of grad school and I was like, I can do these three things. And then without trying anything new for a while, you know, I realized that I wasn't able to really connect with the kids and be more open to what was happening in a session and being able to change, you know, my strategy based on like what they're interested in. So I think that's another important thing. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to yeah. stop you really quick. We did have yeah. a question from the audience. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really important to kind of lay down the groundwork before we move forward. What is a beatbox for those that don't know? Absolutely. Yeah. So beatboxing is using your voice to, uh, not just your voice, your oral mechanism to make drum sounds and to copy drum sounds. It started as a, I guess, sort of a musical subculture in the 80s. At some point, they had, you know, a lot of people that were doing adjacent things to beatboxing, like Bobby McFerrin. I don't know if you've heard of him. Um mm -hmm doing kind of musical singing with rhythm and they had, you know, the guy from police Academy who did the, you know, all the vocal funny sounds. And those kind of came together in like hip hop circles in the eighties, seventies, eighties, and people started copying drum machines with their mouth. You know, so it sounded like something like that. Awesome. So, yeah. So that's, awesome. that, that is beatboxing. Awesome. Thank you for laying that down for us. Okay. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I sure. wanted to make sure that we had an understanding of beatboxing before we kind of really moved into things. So I think you were about to go into your third thing. Yes. Third thing okay. is that kind of given that the, the basics of beatboxing, the fundamental units of beatboxing and the fundamental units of speech are the same. You know, you're, you're working with phonemes. It's a great way to get a ton of repetitions from a sound. So if you're thinking about, you know, principles of motor learning, you know, thinking about speech and language, speech, especially as a skill, you really want to increase the amount of repetitions that you can get. And, you know, you can only get so many especially with kids and their attention these days and frustration tolerance, you can only get so many repetitions from like telling them to say the sound again. <laughs> right. But if they're caught and they're like, I, I love like making sounds, I love rhythm, I love music, you can just get them to do a million repetitions and not just in speech, they're doing that at home. You know, you have so many kids that the parents will talk to me and say like, Thank you, but like also I hate you for making my kid beatbox for a thousand hours a day. But yeah, that is the last thing is that you can exponentially increase the amount of repetitions that you can get from a from a session. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. You know, I love 
that you talk about it as a motivating tool for grabbing that attention span. That is definitely something that I've noticed has been really difficult, especially coming out of COVID. You know, everybody was on a screen during those hard shutdowns and everybody was utilizing, you know, really fun videos and things. And so sometimes I go back and forth between like utilizing technology and speech sessions and not because we know that we learn language and speech sounds best through that human interaction person right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really love that you're giving us this tool of beatboxing and kind of helping us understand how we can utilize beatbox in our sessions to really get that attention and to get them excited, especially, you know, thinking about students that I have that I'm working on joint attention to begin with and how much fun that's going to be to bring beatboxing in to our sessions to just work on that very basic joint attention. I'm excited about that. Um, As I, as you were talking, trying to think like, okay, how, how am I going to utilize beatboxing? Like when you first reached, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that joint attention piece is so huge. You know, it's something that's overlooked. And I even recommend that people can use it with their early intervention kids because or, you know, something just to teach the parents just to be like, hey, look, when we talk about early language learning, you know, we explain the pre-linguistic skills that are necessary, right? You want to have the child look at your mouth. You want them to pay attention to you, jointly attend to something and try and imitate, right? And there are so many of these videos like on TikTok that like they'll have a, a parent and a baby and then the parent will like beatbox something and then the, the child will look and like, wow, what is that? And then like, then they start to try and imitate it. Obviously, it like doesn't sound like anything, you know, it's like these funny sounds and not quite, but that's the foundations of, of language learning right there. So, I mean, beatboxing can be a cool way to just draw attention to the mouth and start to get imitation happening, even for young, young kids. Who can't I love it. that. And it makes sense. You know, I'm thinking about like just this last weekend, I have a 15 month old. And so she's right in that pre-linguistic. I mean, she's got some signs and she'll imitate some words here and there that she hears all the time. But my husband like was making a funny sound and just like, and then she started to do it too. And it speech mama got really excited about it. And he just was laughing at her thinking it was funny. So now I'm like totally going to beatbox after this episode with her and see, see how it goes. Oh, that's amazing. Um, So I love that, you know, you bringing in things that we already know. And I've never thought about using beatboxing before you reached out to me. And then I thought, you know what? This makes sense. I think this will be a really fun episode. Okay, so that brings me to your second point. It's way easier than you think it is. I'm still a little on the fence about it. I mean, I know like (laughs) we were talking, just some friends and I were together this last weekend and they are not speech therapists, but they follow the podcast and they love learning about our field. But, wow. And I, they were asking like, oh, who's your, who's your guest this week? And I was like, it's going to be about beatboxing. And they were like, what? And then their daughter, who's nine, was like, yeah, boots and cats and boots and cats. And I was like, yes. oh, yeah, okay, okay, maybe I can do this. Exactly. Yeah. And if you want to even try right now, because you, I mean, you got it right there. That, I mean, that is beatboxing. And we start out with the boots and cats. And then, you know, most people or kids can at least approximate a boots and cats and say it a few different times. And then, you know, the next step is just how do we get to the 
individual phoneme sounds by themselves, right? That's kind of like the magic trick of beatboxing. And so for kids, we're just like, hey, just take off the oots and the ats, and then you're beatboxing. And then usually I'll draw up like a, a letter B, a T, a K, T. So from boots and cats, boots and cats and boots and cats, you, it becomes And then you're kind of at the initial stages of becoming a real pro. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Initial stages of becoming a real pro. Yeah. When the nine-year-old did it, I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. And then what you're saying right now, just that like, okay, that's where you start. And then I like how you really make it visual for the kids too. I think that's super helpful. Yeah, and I love and I- what you had to say about that idea of growing. You know, you were like, I was out of grad school. I knew how to target these things. I had my flashcards ready to go. I had my, you know, whatever it is that we learned in grad school. I have my book. I have my theme. I'm ready to go. And then it's like, that doesn't work for a lot of kids. And your idea of them, like, I could barely get them to sit at the table, you know? So I love that idea of, okay, what is it that I love to do? Let me infuse what I love to do with this. I, I just love that that example that you gave us. I remember a mentor of mine said, if you're bored, they for sure are bored. And so thinking about how can we make this fun for me? Because if I'm having fun, I know it doesn't always go that way. Sometimes I'll think of a fun activity and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And the kids are like, this is lame. But I don't <laughs> think they'll think beatboxing is My lame. life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's becoming more and more, I think, popular. and something that kids know about. Uh, there's a, you know, a recent Pixar movie, Turning Red, like Disney Pixar movie, Turning Red, and they have like beatboxing in that. And, you know, there's a ton of Instagram, TikTok stars that are just, you know, beatboxing and making cool sounds. And Yeah, I love that, yeah. of connecting with whatever culture they're in. I work in school districts where hip hop culture is like very much the dominant culture. Mm -hmm. And so I am seeing like, man, I should have been using beatboxing all along. Like these kids can probably teach me a thing or two, you know, of kind of turning the tables and giving them a little bit of that power and a little bit of that, like, you're the expert more than me. So why don't you teach me, you know? That's awesome. I love that attitude. Yeah. You know, it's hard as a speech therapist, like, you know, you want to be the teacher, you know, I know everything. And just t- taking that pill of like, oh, wait, you're teaching me? Oh, yeah, you are. I don't know this, you know? Being in that place is is kind of like, I think it's good. It is something that for a lot of kids who are going to speech, especially with multiple disabilities, you know, probably a lot of their life is spent with people that are telling them that, you know, they can't do this thing or like, you know, let me teach you how to do this thing or like, oh, that's not quite right. Like there's this whole process going on. So being in this position where you're teaching your teacher something, I think for them is probably really exciting and, and also super important. How important is, is you know, confidence in general? I think beatboxing is a way, and this kind of comes back to beatboxing, but even for kids who who don't know how to do it, you can teach them the basics. Um, it's something that they can teach their peers and and be confident that, you know, like they have this like cool skill that they can do and they can show their friends like, hey, check this out and like make some music with them. And, you know, I think all of that is great. Yeah, absolutely. I love that that picture that you paint of, you know, here are students that a lot of times like 
we think about their deficits more than we think about like the skills that they do have, or they're constantly being told like, oh, you need help with this. You need help with that. And to give them that confidence. And I know, you know, I've had students where it's always funny to me when you go into a classroom to get a group of students, the students that you go to get, like, they're like, okay, I'll go to speech. And then the students that you're not there to get are like, are you going to pick me? Are you going to choose me? But then like how fun that will be for them to come back and be like, oh yeah, I learned this in speech or, oh, what do you guys do in there? Oh, we beatbox. Like, yeah, exactly. Speech or music, you know, what's going on. So I, I like that concept of thinking about that and just making it fun. And then I also really liked how you brought it back to, you know, the principles of motor learning and just all the repetitions. And especially when you gave us that example of the B, T, K, T, like that was helpful for me to see how that, how that works out. Totally. And the cool thing is that you can really switch out any of those, you know, it doesn't have to be B, T, K, T. It doesn't have to be boots and cats. It can be any word. It could be any sound, anything that you want to practice. It can be done in a pattern. You can make it fast, slow it down, but you can make it a you can make it a, a record scratch. You can practice the R sound. You can practice the, you know, whatever tricky sound that you're working on can be like folded into a beatbox pattern. It just becomes a medium for delivery in that way. And you know, it's so interesting because now I'm instead of working in the schools that you know I, I work with clients that are coming in for medical speech therapy and it's like telepractice now but it's like it's still overwhelming like the number of parents that come in and they're like I dropped my kid off for speech and then like that's it and I don't have to do anything right it's like oh wait hold on speech and language you know they're both skills and they require practice obviously let's even take like the 10,000 hour rule like the heuristic it's you know it's not quite right but like Basically, the point is that you need like an overwhelming, an incredible amount of time practicing a skill in order to achieve mastery. And speech is the same way. I mean, speech requires like 72 muscles to coordinate, which is just insane. Like we don't know what's going on. Like, you don't, we don't know how many muscles that we're using. It's like, you know, below the level of our consciousness of what's going on when we make speech sounds. But my point is that when you have like, so what is it? 24 hours a day seven days a week. And then one of those hours is spent doing something that's like different. You know, maybe you're working on a different sound with a speech therapist, but then the rest of that time, you know, your parent doesn't know what's going on. Like You're going back to your old patterns of talking, like, you know, most likely. So you have this one hour in, you know, whatever it is, like a thousand hours of time that you're doing one thing different. Like if those are competing brain pathways, like which one's going to win out? Like, obviously the, you know, not not the one that you're practicing for like 10 minutes with a speech therapist. But if you are able to find a way to be excited about practicing those sounds, there's hope. Absolutely. <laughs> this is my point. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, you know, of, and especially, I mean, I was thinking like, okay, how do we bring the R sound in? And then you brought it up and you said, it's a, a record scratch. Can you make that sound for us? So we so you could, there's a lot of ways to do it. And there's kind of these professionals that do it awesome. But we, we use like the ear, something like that. You can use that sound. Uh, it can be like a there. So that's one way to do it. Okay. 
Yeah. Secondly, like, you know, you can always put it into a word. So if you're doing boots and cats, it could be boots and rats, something like that. You can switch out the word as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. All right. So we covered your three things. What are two resources that you have for us? Sure. So I think one of the resources that I mentioned was there's some cool research being done, both with Dr. Heather Reskowitz at Duquesne University, who's there, and they're both our collaborators at the company Beat. And another one is Dr. Mahal in Israel at Ariel University. And she did a really awesome paper. She did a clinical research study in 2018 with 12 kids with intellectual disabilities. And they were comparing beatboxing to traditional speech therapy. And both were effective in terms of intelligibility and increasing like other measures of intelligibility, like vocal loudness, vocal quality, articulation accuracy, etc. But the beatboxing group improved more across all the measures. And they also were way more motivated. And that was kind of the big thing is like they enjoyed and wanted to go to sessions. And I don't know if they formally coded. I think they're doing this in the newer studies, but I don't know if they formally coded the motivation, but it, it clearly the kids were really enjoying going to speech. And there's a lot of anecdotes of, you know, kids being really excited to practice. And so that, I think that that's a huge, that's a huge win. Are you taking advantage of the certificate tracker? Not only does it store your certificates from all of your evidence-based and practical courses from speechtherapypd.com, but you can also upload certificates earned from other CE providers. It's the easiest way to store and keep track of your CEUs. Just another perk of membership. That's awesome. That's really awesome that that study exists and how cool that they made progress across all those domains or all those measurements. And I love that it was done on kids with intellectual disabilities because that shows us that we can use beatboxing. It doesn't just need to be our, you know, fourth grade group of our kids or our fifth grade group of whatever, you know, like it's not just our gen ed typical, you know, speech sound kids that this can be utilized. I love that she used a population that has other disabilities too. Totally. And, you know, I think it really does have, when you dig into it, there's a lot of different groups of kids that you can use this with. We've used it for kids that are working on fluency. So with fluency kids, I think the big crossover at first it was like, oh, this is just a cool activity that they'll be interested in. Let's see what happens. But, you know, when I was thinking about it, it it's, it's when you're working on fluency, a lot of it is you're working on these kind of executive functioning skills. So you're working on breath control, you're working on rate control, you're working on analyzing your own speech. And those three things are just built into beatboxing. Like you're having to analyze your own patterns in beatboxing. You have to control your breath. Like there's certain ways to breathe. Like after you beatbox a certain amount, you have to breathe at the right time or else the pattern falls flat. And you also can control your rate by beatboxing slower or faster. And so I think a lot of the skills that you work on really cross over there. And then there's also the point that, you know, music can, you know, when when kids 
that have fluency problems like saying or they do something musical like they don't stutter and it gives them confidence that's reported in a lot of places so i think that's just a another little benefit there is that this is something that they can do and it's impressive and yeah yeah that's what i was thinking i thought man how fun for our kids who stutter for them to be successful with something, you know, coming out of their mouth and like them kind of building this like better relationship with, even though it's beatboxing and you are still working on those same things and it's not typical speech, but for them to have that confidence and that like, oh, listen to me, this is cool. I can do this. is really powerful. We had a question. Would you be willing to type the researcher's name in the chat? Oh, Um, sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll make sure to do that. But yeah, I really loved that there's that crossover that can happen with fluency. And, you know, it's not just speech sound kids that we need to target this with. Okay, so that's your first resource. What's your second resource that you have for us? So the second resource is the curriculum that I helped develop that it's called Boots and Cats now. It was called Alphabet. But yeah, it it basically, it's a way to structure the different lessons. So if they have videos with hosts and the hosts are great beatboxers and just like great with kids and they introduce a sound and like connect it to an instrument. So the first one that I was just showing you after Boots and Cats, they do the t, k, t, and they you know, talk about each sound individually. So the first one's the kick drum, the really big drum on the the drum set. And they go through and help you make the B sound or the, you know, just a bilabial plosive sound and teach you how to just make the sound by itself um, and then do it kind of in the beatboxing way. And then they will go through a pattern. So there's, you know, a bunch of different drums, drum sounds that they use, like they have a shaker different types of shakers, the record scratch for the R, um, and they go through, kind of systematically go through 10 different sounds, 10 different sounds to help. And the only sounds that are really missing from that are ones that would just change as a manner of voicing. So, you know, for example, like the F sound and the V sound aren't both there. It's just one of them. So if you wanted to, you know, as a speech therapist practice, the F for the V, then you just switch out that sound in the in the pattern. And you can find this on trybootsandcats.com. I can put it in the... Uh, Perfect. Trybootsandcats.com. Awesome. I am and really if everyone, excited. Yeah. If anyone wants to just test out a free lesson, they can feel free to email me and then there's a free trial, but you can also just email me and I can send you a free lesson over... Awesome. Can you put your email also in the chat oh, yeah, as well? Definitely. And then those who are going to be listening later, try bootsandcats.com, T-R-Y-B-O-O-T-S-N-C-A-T-S.com. And then if you are wanting to email Garrett to try that free lesson, Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T at beatglobal.org. Thank you so much for sharing that. That sounds awesome because as you're kind of talking, I'm like, before you got to your resource of that curriculum that you have helped develop, I was thinking, oh man, like this is really exciting. I don't really know where to start. 
And I'm not going to lie. I'm a little self-conscious about like starting to beatbox in front of my kids because it's definitely not something I've ever done before. Yeah. Well, do you want to, do you want to do a little experiment or? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Well, here's just a quick, so this, I guess this is a third resource. Uh, you get a freebie. So let's do a game called rhyme on the four. Okay. Um, and so this is just, it's a game where once you introduce a beatboxing pattern, you could bring this into a social group. You can have kids work on social skills, social cohesion. Um, you can work on, this is also another way to work on literacy skills as well, because you're practicing rhyming. And it's just a fun, like little beatboxing pattern. So you know how to do boots and cats already. So I don't have to teach you that. So in, in music, I don't, do you have a musical background at all? I don't. I appreciate music, but I don't play music. I don't sing. That's no about problem. as far as it goes. I go to concerts. <laughs> That's perfect. If you go to concerts, you could beatbox. <laughs> so on the four just means that in every kind of musical phrase, the last beat of the musical phrase is the four. So you usually count in bars of four. And so on the four, you're going to say, we're going to say a rhyming word. So it's a little bit of a think on the fly, but I'm going to say boots and cats and boots and I'm going to have a word like can, and then you're next and you say boots and cats and boots and pan or something that, okay. that rhymes. Okay. Um, okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. So boots and cats and boots and cup. Boots and cats and boots and pop. Awesome. <laughs> there we have right. it. Rhyme on the four. We just played. And so we can go back and forth, tennis volley that around with a bunch of kids and then see how long they could go. And you could see how with that, with choosing particular words and particular targets that you can sort of practice different sounds that you're that you're working on different. Yeah. I mean, you could, I would it be possible even to like, I mean, I know the game is rhyme on a four, but if you wanted to do words that started with uh, R sound or words that started with an S sound. So totally. yeah, you can do all sorts of different things. Awesome. Or even like turn it into a semantics game and like, okay, we're going to name animals on the I floor. I love that. We're, okay, cool. So I'm just trying to think of like, okay, how can I utilize this game with every single group I see? Because I think awesome. that'll I be so fun. Thing. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. And that, yeah, I knew I would get some awesome ideas from you too. So <laughs> um, that, <laughs> awesome. that's sweet. Yeah. And I just encourage, you know, it's just a tool, you know, beatboxing is, a, it's like a, <laughs> I don't know, it's a technology. It's a, just a way of doing things. So really it can be woven into anything, any ideas that you have. And speech therapists are, I think, innately very, very creative people. And so I think, you know, hopefully you can take this, run with it, you know, you don't need me. And I think, you know, they'll be able to create some cool stuff. Awesome. So, Thank you for that game. Like that is, I think it's going to be a game changer for a lot of us because it is something that like, okay, we can all say boots and cats. We don't need to worry about coming up with a really cool beat, you know, for the kid to practice or whatever. Yeah. So I think that'll be really awesome. And thank you for that third freebie resource. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, and if you want to email me too and just get some more suggested activities, I'm more than happy to send over. There's another one I like to do called Beatbox Orchestra, where you, you know, 
like you take a social group that you're working in and everyone is assigned a different instrument or, you know, whatever funny sound that they might want to make. And it, it's just kind of a fun game to go around and try and make a beat together. You have to coordinate, you have to take turns, you have to, you know, explain and work with other kids. So uh, I think I think it's helpful. Awesome. I love that too. And I'm also thinking about, you know, like maybe some push-in co-teaching lessons too with teachers where they can kind of see some of these things. And I'm thinking that that rhyme on the floor will be a really fun game to do with some of our teachers too. And then they can see and get excited. And I think for the whole class to kind of be a part of that or that orchestra, the beatbox orchestra uh, will also be a really great game to do that with as well. All right. So what is your one actionable strategy that you have for us for tomorrow? Okay. Well, um, I think, well, you could try the rhyme on the floor. I mean, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. I would just say actionable strategy is ask your kids in session if they know about beatboxing. Have you heard of this thing? And I think a cool way to frame it going into session is is like not like oh I I have this cool thing for you. It's like hey have you heard of this thing? Like do you want to watch this video together? Like I just saw this cool TikTok video. Do you want to watch this together? And you know I think kids will appreciate that. Like it's like you're coming in and you're a friend and you're sharing with them. You know versus like hey this is speech therapy. Let's let's sit down right now. It's more like hey I saw this awesome TikTok video. Like do you want to check this out with me? And you know I think you can gauge whether or not kids are interested in it. Like. In, in music in general, uh, from their first reactions. I always yeah. start with one of my friends. I was like lucky enough. One of the reasons I got started in beatboxing was I went to grad school at Emerson in Boston. And I lived at this like really interesting old Chinese bookstore that was really like a community center. Um, then we did like, you know, open mics and we had cool music events there. And they had this like world-class group of beatboxers that kind of stayed there for a while and one of them that I met became really good friends and we played music together um, and he lived at, you know in my room after I left um, but he's just a you know, like a world champion beatboxer that you know won this crazy competition a few years ago I show all the kids this video of him where he like will start uh, a beatbox pattern and he'll keep adding in different sounds every round and he ends up doing this crazy pattern by the end and I think that always gets kids pretty excited. So I feel like having that thing that 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 you show kids that's like this, wow, what is like what is going on? What is that? I could do that? That's crazy. So I think having that is a a cool, cool way to kind of start things out. Yeah, I really love that idea of, hey, can I show this to you? What do you think of this? You know, is a much better, just a really, really cool way to approach them. Uh, especially me who like might not know as much about hip hop or beatboxing as my students do. And so then it does allow them to, to educate me and, Oh, can I show you a video? I mean, that can get a little hairy um, at times, but like, I think it's kind of cool to come at them to interact with them in a place where they have a little bit more of the power because they're kids, they don't have any power um, or any of the knowledge. So I really love that idea of, hey, can I show you this instead of, we have something really cool for you. Just yesterday, I have a grad student right now that is, um, I'm her supervisor, her clinical supervisor. Anyway, I had to 
finish up a progress report. And so I was like, I'll run the first part because it, it was only the second time of her working with this student. And so I said, I'll run the first part of the session. And so I explained to him, I was like, hey, we're going to do some work really quick. And then Miss Elizabeth has something really cool for you. And it was just a story. It wasn't anything that was like, was really cool. And he was like, this isn't cool. And I thought, oh my gosh, you're right. It's not cool. I shouldn't have said, here, I have something really cool for you. <laughs> so I really appreciate when you said that of like, maybe we shouldn't come at it as like, this is really cool, but what do you think of this? Because that piques our interest a lot more when we are like, what do you think of this versus here is something that I think is cool. And if they don't think I'm cool, how much are they actually going to buy into what I have? Right. Absolutely. And I've done that so many times, by the way, I just want I was the, I was the king of like, Hey, I got something cool for you. And then, you know, it not being cool, you know? So, so I totally, I see that. And, and I think, yeah, just that, that little, that little frame shift of, where they're, they're your peer for a second and even your teacher, I think, yeah, that's powerful. I love that. So we did have a really great question from Jennifer. She asked if you have any experience using beatboxing with AAC users. AAC users. I, I do not have any experience using beatboxing with AAC users, but I feel like, you know, for the particular AAC users that are, let's say, you know, emerging verbal, I think it is a really valuable tool for the same reasons that, you know, earlier intervention beatboxing can be valuable and that you're drawing attention to the mouth. Like, so let's say that, you know, we're, you're working with um, in a child with autism that like is, you know, becoming verbal um, and they are trying to make the connection, right, of like, the sound coming from the mouth specifically and like, what am I supposed to do? Like in terms of imitation and copying, um, I think it could just be a, you know, something for the parents to try at least um, to try and bring some attention to the mouth, like what's going on there. Um, and then, you know, if it's something, if they're tied into music at all, um, that can be another kind of way to work on like kind of emerging verbal skills as far as like, beatboxing with AAC users. I think another kind of, honestly, if you're in a social group, for example, and you have an AAC user, what I see as, a, you know, sort of an advantage in a way is that like you have a cool tool that makes sound. <laughs> and like, so they can totally participate in like, uh, let's say it's a beatboxing orchestra. Not only do they have like, they're not, you know, just constrained by what they can do with their voice like they can they can make a cool sound on their uh, AAC and then their AAC becomes an instrument too you know so absolutely I was thinking of that you know even before we had this question I was I have quite a few AAC users on my caseload right now and I was like okay like I think this is actually going to be a really great thing to do joint attention with them I have one kid right now who always requests music. Like that's his go-to thing to do in therapy. And so, and he always requests like Harry Styles. Um, <laughs> Mom um, programmed his AAC for very specific songs, which is great. So he can go and request very specific songs. And I was thinking, I think that he'll really like this because he likes parts of 
like the songs that are not necessarily the singing, but like the music, like I'm trying to think mm. of, I forgot what the name of the Harry Styles song, Harry Styles song is, but it's like, bah, bah, bah. like I'm way off key. I'm not a singer, but, um, sounds good to me. I just don't know Harry Styles at all. Yeah. But it's like this, bah, bah, you know, and there's a beat to it. And I thought, I think he's going to really like beatboxing. How can I incorporate this? And so I'm kind of thinking the same thing that you are in terms of, Maybe we can get him, I'll bring in an iPad that's not his tablet and I can get him to play, you know, on GarageBand or something, you know, a song, or we can play Rhyme on the Four and maybe we can get him to like, you know, we'll do all, all animals or something and he can pick an animal and then he's, he's a part of it too. But I think there's ways to incorporate them. Um, that will be fun. And maybe we have them say boots and cats and boots and cats on their AAC. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that's awesome. There's so many ways. Uh, I think so many ways that I'm excited for all the SLPs who are, you know, just fountains of knowledge to, uh, you know, and, and creativity to think about. So maybe that's sort of the think of something come back to me like, yeah absolutely I, I was just about to say if you are you know a live participant go ahead and pop in the chat ways that you think that you may be utilizing beatboxing or also let us know if you're still like on the fence and like kind of shy about it that's okay too but yeah definitely let us know like what you're thinking because I love that's one of my favorite things about getting SLPs together and here's this one tool how are you going to use it? And like 10 different SLPs in the room will come up with 10 different ways of utilizing that tool. So definitely share in the chat if you are thinking about how you're going to utilize beatboxing. But while we're waiting for those answers to come in, Garrett, do you have maybe a group of students or one particular kid that you worked with where you were like, yes, this is it. This is what I'm utilizing beatboxing like forever now. This is the earliest memory I have of beatboxing. And when I like was just a CF, like, you know, it was my first year out of grad school. And I just, you know, just as being like a musician, like coming from a music background, like was something that I tried to connect with students on. And I had a, a kid that I was working with, with Williams syndrome. And um, they're known for being like really good at rhythm and music. And I remember like I had found this cool thing like beatboxing. And then he, number one, his face was just like when he heard it was like, what is that? Like, that's so cool. And then I made a pattern and I was like showing this to a bunch of kids. And um, I, would, I wouldn't say that, you know, as far as speech goes that, this is the story, but as far as engagement goes, this is the story. And when I like practiced or when I like showed him a pattern, you know, I like, was like, check this out. And, you know, I was coming from this, like, let me teach you something sort of thing. He was like better than me immediately at like doing these patterns. And it sounded so, it was just so cool to have this back and forth with him where I like, I would do something and then he would do something back and we be making this beat and then we were just jamming together it turned into this like this whole jam music session and every time i saw him for you know because you know i was at that school for a really long time next four years that he was there 
every time he saw me, Hey, do the beat, do the beat. He's like, you know, come up to me, just like want to hang out and like hear, hear music. And so that, that to me really sticks out. Um, I think there's a few other kids where it was more like, Hey, we got to practice these sounds and we saw improvement. Um, there are a lot of kids through, uh, boots and cats, the, the curriculum we had, you know, we had people that to test it out and we got to meet with the families. And one of the kids was, um, there's this parent, Chad, and he just happened to reach out to us again and say, Hey, like, you know, we tested out your product. And so we were asking for feedback and, um, he wanted to talk with us and he was just very, very grateful that like, you know, his son had gone through this program and he saw him, you know, he would go off to his room, saw him practicing on his eye, you know, with the curriculum on his iPad. He's like, that's, that's weird. And then, you know, a little time after he, he didn't even need an IEP anymore as his sounds had, you know, improved so much from, from practicing. So I think that was, that's another story that really stuck out in my head. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing those. Did you know that SpeechTherapyPD.com has weekly live and interactive webinars? We are the fastest growing CE provider. Subscribe today to get access to over 750 different courses in audio or video format. You know, I love that 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 connection with your students is kind of like the first one has been, it's so powerful to, you know, your students aren't going to really care what you have for them until they feel connected to you. And so I think that's so cool that you were able to take something from outside of speech, you know, like something way outside of grad school. I'm sure you never thought about beatboxing in grad school. I mean, like, you know, you were never taught beatboxing in grad school. And, and even some of the things I was in grad school way too long ago that, you know, some of the things that we're doing in the field now, it's like, oh man, I wish I knew this way back then, you know? And I, just for that, that connecting with, our kids, whether they're clients or students. Um, I just love that that's kind of the first, like first big thing for you. Um, the other thing that I was going to say is I also love that story about the parent sharing that, you know, you didn't need the IEP or that the, excuse me, you didn't need the IEP. Um, his son didn't need the IEP. So is your curriculum, is it just available for, for everyone who wants it, whether it's parents or SLPs? There's a SLP version and a home version. So there's one for parents that's cheaper. Um, the one for SLP specifically, you get um, access to, you know, we have free or not free with the curriculum, they're free, um, but they have, there's ASHA C courses. There's a pre-recorded course. There's a live course that um, we have this um, world famous beatboxer as well, Chesney Snow, that um, does this ASHA live course and, um, you can get a cohort of SLPs in there. You've done that a few times. And, um, I think people really, uh, I think with SLPs, especially, you know, it just gets their wheels turning. I think once you, once you get that, once you get to that point of, and I appreciate so much of what you're doing, like, it's awesome to hear what, where your mind goes specifically. And, and thank you, you know, for sharing, like, because you're thinking like, oh, how how specifically can I use this with my students? So, yeah, I appreciate that uh, openness and the thoughtfulness that, that that you put behind that. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm really excited about this. You know, I think like I was sharing that student um, that I have right now. That thank you, Jennifer. She gave us the name of 
the Harry Styles song, same as it was. <laughs> but I mean, he's really, really mo motivated by music and a lot of like sensory play that it is sometimes hard for me to figure out ways to engage him. Um, and so I'm thinking, okay, I know he's AC, an AC user. He is sometimes speaking, sometimes not. But yeah, it's like, okay, how can I use this tomorrow? Because I really do want to use this tomorrow. Lynn shared that she's thinking about um, using boots and cats and then action words for Rhyme on the Four, which I think is great. She said she needs more ideas. Hopefully, you know, those that have put in um, think are thinking are gonna help with those ideas. Um, Jennifer said she thinks that we could use it for increased repetition and joint attention with devices, absolutely. Kathy shares, I need to research beatboxing more, but I am excited to put my toe in to motivate a student with severe, severe speech sounds challenges for practice and for social sparks. Um, she's going to be researching your Boots and Cats curriculum. Oh, that is you. awesome. And then Stephen shared, maybe you could have an AAC user use comments or different chat conversation words. For example, many of my students have words like, hey, bruh, respect, Gucci, <laughs> and other slang on their AAC device that could go with beatboxing. I love that. I absolutely cool. love that. Thanks, Stephen, for sharing. So hopefully, Lynn, you got some ideas there. We have a couple couple more minutes. We're going to go a little bit past, um, past 6 o'clock uh, Pacific Coast time for today just to make sure that we have that full hour for for our listeners that are going to be catching this on demand. But um, yeah, I'm really, really excited about this tool of beatboxing because, you know, at first when you reached out, I was like, I never thought of utilizing beatboxing um, before. And I thought, okay, maybe. And then the more that I thought about it, I was like, this is going to be a fantastic episode because I like kind of in that same way that you shared with your students or you gave us the idea of sharing with our students of that idea of like, Hey, can I show you this? Like it sparks our intrigue. It sparks our interest of like, okay, let's, let's check this out versus like, Hey, I have this really cool thing. We should talk about beatboxing. I would have been like, mm, I don't, I, yeah, I guess. But, um, but just the more that I think about it and like your examples of how, you know, the, the games and the sounds, um, I think it's going to be really great. And you've given us that amazing resource of the curriculum that you guys have created, um, which I'm, I'm really grateful for that that exists and that that's out there. And I love that you started this as a CF, you know, and you brought something from your personal life into speech. It reminded me of like this one, my, my CF year, I had a group of students that were just like bouncing off the walls all of my like teacher tricks for that you teach that you learn in grad school and you learn from your CF supervisor and whatever of okay this is how we're going to control the classroom and we're going to control the group we're not working and I just was like okay what works for me well yoga works for me all right we're going to do some yoga and the kids were like awesome. what the heck is happening and so I love that like you know I was having them like try crow pose and like we weren't just doing like we're doing kind of some fun, exciting things with yoga and like, okay, well, let's try this. Okay. Well, you know, so I love that. And then they were able to, to sit down at the table and then we could go on with our speech session. Once they moved their bodies a little bit and kind of, I had them breathing in really silly patterns just to help them <laughs> think about their breath, you know, cause that's yoga. You think about your breath. You're, you're kind of mindful about your breath, but if you've ever asked a kid to, to take a deep breath, it usually looks like, <sighs> 
<laughs> you know, and they're like hyperventilating and it's not, it's not the business. Um, that's not what we want to do. And so I like was trying like to think of like, too, okay, for sure. how can I help them be silly so that they're thinking about it, you know, and, yeah. and how powerful that was for me as a speech therapist of like, oh, we had fun, you know, and then the kids, oh, can we do yoga again? Like it reminded me so much of you and your background with music and bringing in beatboxing and then kids in the hallway, like, Hey, Mr. Oyama, I want to do more beatboxing. You know, that's so huge. So I love that you've shared this with all of us. And now we get to, to connect with our students, um, in such a great way. So I really appreciate that. That's such Um, an amazing story. I I love the yoga, bringing yoga. I think you, you, did you have a, another podcast on yoga? I was actually a a guest on Marcia Metz podcast um that she used to do one for speech therapy pd and i was a guest on hers um talking about it she i was a email follower of hers and she had asked if anyone used mindfulness in their speech rooms and i wrote back to her and i was like i do it all the time you know and she's like do you want to be a guest and i was like sure so um so anyway as we're wrapping up garrett do you have can you do a recap of your three things we need to know your you gave us three resources we'll talk about the three resources and then um your one actionable strategy for us of course yeah so quick recap beatboxing is way easier than you think you don't have to be a hip-hop expert or a singer or anything like that just as long as you can say boots and cats (laughs) you're good um beatboxing is a great way to get kids to the table it's very motivating um it it does require you to, you know, maybe step outside of your comfort zone a little bit, but I think there's huge reward in doing so. And it, you can really get kids' attention that way. The last one was that beatboxing can exponentially multiply your the repetitions that you can get in a session. Um, and so, you know, you're exponentially multiplying your SLP gains. <laughs> uh, and so the what are the three resources that you can use? Um one is uh, the research studies, the emerging research studies that are coming out. Um, uh, the one that I mentioned specifically was from Dr. Mahal Icht uh, in, uh, at Ariel University. There's also Boots and Cats, which is the curriculum that um, helped to uh, build and um, can help you structure uh, your sessions and can help you give you examples of how to use beatboxing as well. Oh, and uh, also trying out some of those games that we mentioned, Rhyme on the Floor, Beatbox Orchestra. And actionable strategy is, is you know, open up the conversation. Uh, start that conversation of like, hey, what do you think of this? And, you know, maybe show some of your kids a beatboxing video that, that you might, uh, a kid that you might think would, would like it or would be into music or into into this strategy i love that thank you yeah there it is all right awesome if anybody else has any lasting comments or questions please pop them into the chat kathy said that beatboxing makes her want to add whole body movement which could also add to the fun yeah Um, yeah beatboxing goes along with dancing so there's all that too Yeah, I love that. In fact, this kid that, you know, I was talking about that was like, that's not fun. That's not really cool. I was thinking about 
utilizing beatboxing with him just as kind of that attention getter work working on some executive functioning skills with him um and this idea of you know bringing your attention back and so and then also advocating for things that you know he needs or that he wants um and so I'm thinking about like introducing beatboxing as kind of like a fun break for him and, you know, you, utilizing that to not only increase his attention and engagement, but then um, maybe that's a break that you can ask for. Yeah, totally. That's another. With advocating for on. himself. So that is, and when she said whole body movement, that's what actually made me think of him because we do give him whole body movement breaks, but I thought, hmm. Maybe we can do the two together, just like after she said that. So thank you, Kathy, for sharing. And just thank you, everyone, for your engagement um, with describing how you're going to utilize beatboxing. I think, I think I'm going to try rhyme on the four, but I may do some semantic features with some kids or some categories with some kids. I have, um, I have some kids that we're working on um, sorting. And so I think like if we do that, that'll be a good group to do. And then I also like just the social engagement with that group as well. Um, targeting that I think will be, will be really fun. And I'm just really excited to, for me to kind of step into that let me learn from you role with kids. Um, I think that'll be fun to see. I'm sure they're going to teach me things that I didn't even <laughs> know I needed to know, right? Like you don't know what you don't know. So I'm excited about that to see what all that they have. Um, you know, and Garrett, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for just agreeing to come onto the show and for, um, for reaching out and just this curriculum that you've, you guys have put together. And I love that, you know, you've done the hard work of making sure that it's ASHA certified, which means that there's probably research studies behind it. And, you know, you've included that one, um, for us, which I know evidence-based practice is a big thing in our field. Um, so I'm excited to see kind of where life takes you as well. If we want to want to follow you and want to connect with you, how are some ways we can do that? Sure. Well, feel free to um, well, thank you again so much for having me on, Caitlin. It was fantastic talking to you, um, getting to know you a little bit and, uh, and to share and, and learn from um, all the guests as well. Um, you can... You can reach out to me um, again if you want to try out a free lesson. You know, feel free to email me. I'm more than happy to to send something over and and open up a dialogue. If you have any ideas or thoughts about um, ways to use it, I'm always like willing. You know, wanting to learn new things and um, and so yeah, feel free to reach out. Uh, my email is there. I you can also follow me on social media. Um, I'm on Instagram uh, at goyama. G-O-Y-A-M-A. That's the first letter of my first name and then my last name. Um, and and yeah, I'll be at the ASHA convention if anyone's going there. Um, I'm helping present uh, for with um, uh, Dr. Reskowitz from Duquesne on a beatboxing study as well. So um, we'll have a booth and we'll be presenting at ASHA as well. So Awesome. Awesome. That's really exciting. So everyone, if you're going to Asha, make sure you go say Come hey say to hi. Garrett. I am 
I'm just really, I'm really excited for, for how beatboxing is going to take over the speech world, hopefully. Right. <laughs> yeah, me too. I can't wait. <laughs> um, I think that that will be, that'll be awesome just to see, um, to see where all it goes. And does, um, does your curriculum also have social media as well? It, it is, uh, at, uh, try boots and cats. Okay, great. I know that sometimes, um, Sometimes different curriculums or different programs will have social media that you can also get more tips or kind of find out a little bit more about. And so Definitely. I also, you know, oh, that's I'm a great sorry. I, I forgot to mention that it's um, try boots and cats with not the not the whole word and but it's the just okay. the letter N. But yes, okay. um, we'll be sharing a bunch of tips and um, strategies and, and ways to connect and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. And thank you again so much for, for sharing your curriculum. Um, for those of us that are not familiar with beatboxing, that we can jump in and learn some more. Um, thanks for sharing your social with us, not your social security number, um, but your social yes. media, you know, that we can connect a little bit more there. And just, I'm really grateful that, you know, you're as creative as you are and that you've connected something from your personal life to your speech life and how, you know, that has really helped students multiply their gains. Like you said, you know, your speech gains and um, yeah, I'm just really excited to, to try this and implement this and, and connect with my students in a new way. Kathy says, thank you. And, you know, I love thank that you. Kathy's so excited about this because she was the one at the beginning that was like, what's a beatbox. <laughs> so um, that's it. why we have these podcast episodes so we can all be exposed to new things and try new things with our students. Uh, Garrett, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you to all of our attendees that were participating today, I really appreciate you. We will be back here in two weeks. It will be a pre-recorded episode uh, talking about all things goal writing. So that'll be a great one. And if you are wanting to uh, take this course for live credit, just at the conclusion of today's course, log into your course portal and complete all modules, especially the one entitled quiz. Make sure to do that by midnight, wherever you are today to get your life credit. All right. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us at This Speech Life. Remember to go to speechtherapypd.com to learn more about earning ASHA CEUs. We appreciate your positive reviews and support and would love for you to write a quick review and subscribe.